sometimes I wish, Jonah, there were 40 days of Pentecost. <laughs> and we could, we could, for 40 straight days, delve deeply into the mysteries of the Spirit and the healing Spirit and the Holy Spirit and the offering Spirit and all the mysteries of the Spirit. Um, but it has a special quality, this festival. Three days, the way we celebrate it now in the Christian community, three days in a row like a, a burst into the world. So I'm glad we're at least meeting a second time. At least twice. Yeah. No, I can, I can understand that longing and, and yet there's, there's something so fascinating always to me about this brief moment. Yeah. And like a flame, it's here and then gone. But let's open again, and also we just welcome you all into this space again with us, and again, we are just so overwhelmed by the comments and the questions and the experiences. Um, and grateful as they inspire us to ask new questions. So as we have been doing, we will begin with the words of Christ, the words of Jesus Christ from John chapter 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light in which there is life. Yes. That was, I feel like, where we began. Sunday, the light in which there is life, the experience of healing in our being when we let more of the truth in, we, we, we find the strength to stand in the light of truth, of what's really, we could of course expand and go much further than we even touch there, but this just this healing power of truth which reveals that at the root of the sicknesses and weaknesses in our being are lies. And we can understand why the, the, the enemy of Christ is described in Scripture sometimes as the prince of lies. Yeah. Yeah. The lies I tell myself can be a part of his work then, of course, as well. Yeah. Uh, so the healing being connected with the light of truth. Mm. But the, the liturgy of Pentecost lays some pretty profound weight in another direction of, of reality, another kind of almost pole, a polarity to the light 
that is connected to the flame, which is more the fire pole, mm. the will sacrificial energy mm-hmm. pole or offering. Mm-hmm. And if you think kind of of the whole Christian year, for me, this light really bursts into the year at Christmas. Mm. It becomes something of the heart Mm. at Easter Mm. through the passion-tied lamentation experiences. My soul lies lamenting on the ground. And then the joy and jubilation of Easter, right? It's a feeling mystery, a heart Mm. mystery festival season. Mm. And I think one of the secrets to understand the next three festivals of the Christian year, Pentecost, St. John's, where the fire just gets bigger, right? It starts flames, Behold the flames, then it becomes, you know, you get the picture of the bonfire at St. John's. And then Michaelmas, the harvest time in the north. These are connected for me with the mysteries of the will. Or you could say, God in us. Hmm. It was God in the universe and the Father, God in Jesus and the Son, And with the birth of the Christ community at Pentecost, these 12 in a circle that felt the flame ignite in their own being. Mm. Then they became apostles and then they became, therefore, servants and not just students, not just receiving. Now they want to work. They want to do Christianity. (laughs) So that huge thing that opens before us kind of the the last three festivals gets launched through this liturgical wording in the Pentecost time that is so powerful and I think is connected to to also what we're witnessing in the fires in the cities right now Mm. part of that for me with the looting and all those kinds of things the destruction Mm. of things is connected well what can I do with what I now know The light has come. I have seen something. I've recognized something. I've felt something. Pierced by what I've learned. Now what? What can I do? Mm -hmm. So I wonder, Jonah, if we could dive in there. What is the holy healing spirit Mm have to do with offering mm. what is the language that we hear in the, in, the, in the ritual at this time and how does that have to do with us and our life in Christ for the world mm. yeah the Holy Spirit as a spirit that inspires us, calls us to offer, to do something, to act in some way. And it's, it's interesting in our liturgy, as we just celebrated again this morning, these three mornings, it starts out with this 
truth word that this risen one, the one who has just ascended like a dandelion poof (laughs) into the atmosphere, sends into our souls, sends into our souls the Spirit of the Father, the Holy Spirit, this this potential flame. And then that blesses and strengthens us in the act of the offering service of the act of consecration, the consecration of the human being. Mm. And if we think into that mm. in the wider and bring it into its its kind of archetype in the human heart. It's this gesture of being sent or receiving something into our hearts and then from that learning to offer. And you could say this is the life of the Spirit. This is what it means to be in the Holy Spirit is to receive, become inflamed, and offer through that flame. And so, if we, if we know that secret, you could say, mm. we could then look at the gospel for this time, mm. which begins... Mm, the section of John 14. John 14, I think verse... Something, 12, yeah. 14, something like that. That's one thing you may learn about Jonah and me. We don't memorize verse numbers very well, but we'll have it in the notes. Don't worry. It starts out, if you love me, if you love me, you will take my aims, my spirit word, my, the truth into your being. Yeah. Now it usually says there in the translations, my commandment, my commandment, true. Right, and, and, and that, yeah, that's often a problematic word. Yeah, it is. And so we, we often are re wrestling to re trans re say it in a new language. Yeah. I just feel like it's important to say that. That's very important. Absolutely. But essentially the yeah, gesture is, you know, that if you love Christ, we are to take something into us. And and that something is an intention, it's a will, it's a, it's a way, it's something you do. Something you do. It's not just truth. Mm. Yeah? It's truth that turns into offering. So love, this, if you step back and say it's not just, he's not just describing loving him, he's describing love. Love means to take in the truth of another, of a being. And offer yourself for its life, for the gift of that truth. So the Holy Spirit is also the spirit of love. It's the spirit that is able to open to the truth of what is in the world, the truth of being, which is the Father ground. Take it into our being, our heart, and be moved by it. Mm. 
We cannot remain the same if we're connected to the Spirit. That's, of course, why it's scary. It's so scary. How can I avoid my encounter with the Spirit? Yeah. Because most likely, I'm going to have to change my whole life. Exactly. And then offering your own thinking, feeling, willing life at the altar of that truth. Mm. So those two things, that's like a breathing. The heart, when it breathes, it takes in something and offers something back. Mm. So this is, I think, also connected to the beautiful way you described the spirit, which is breath. Mm. The Holy Spirit is breathing in the world and offering your life for the truth of the world, to serve the truth of the world. And that's reflected in a, in a very interesting liturgical sacramental words way in our liturgy mm. that just basically says it's coming into us and it's expressing in the way that we offer. And this offering is meant to consecrate humanity. Yeah, okay, now we got a new, <laughs> now we got a new word, right? So commandment... You beautifully have completely reformed, retranslated, unveiled for us. I hear you doing. If you love me, you will do what I command you, is one way you can simply translate it. That is, I hear you saying, if you love me, who I am will be taken in to you. And to be true to this union, you will want to do what I do. My will will, will will be your will. 